when the things you seek have been lost to time, look no further. We can go get them. We're Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is not responsible for any time paradoxes, historical retaliations, or other risks related to the delivered artifact. Any questions regarding the company's liability or tax information will be answered in time. Previously on Murphy's Inc., Isaac, still investigating the Setstalker incident, has informed the Shadow Leader that she will be taking her team to work alongside Murphy in order to obtain the Eye of Norn. Also, Gleason received a message from Marie Trophia, who was in Strasbourg, Alsace, 1518 CE. Marie, thinking Gleason was of the gods, spoke with him regularly about understanding who he was. While Gleason, enjoying the conversation of a nice woman, never revealed who he is. In an attempt to locate Marie, Gleason began running tests on the machine, only to cause a catastrophic accident. Now Michael, Daphne, Hart, and James have done the research, put on the proper attire, gathered supplies, and are ready to make the jump! From the records of Constance Murphy, personnel file number 20SOHH22, Josephine Hart. A woman in love with learning, more about her French ancestry, to be precise. Josephine enjoys the theater, role-playing tabletop games, LARPing, and collecting film and television props. Before joining the Murphy's Inc. team, Hart, as she prefers to be called, went to university to study the theatrical arts and found a deep passion as a theater technician and prop mistress on nearly a hundred productions. Side note. While at university, Hart befriended Daphne, and they have been thick as thieves ever since. I very much look at her as a part of the family. It is imperative that you locate and retrieve this necklace. It was how I was able to convince Isaac to go along with this mission. Finding out if Marie is okay is the primary mission. Gleason, I didn't see the standard contract for this necklace. Do we have any more info other than it being a religious relic? Not really. Uh, we will continue doing research and hopefully have more information soon. Well, what are we going to tell the team, as they have not been brought up to speed on this necklace? Well, um... Hmm. Daphne, you're good at making up stories on the spot. Uh, come up with something. Okay, so... Hart, Michael, and I know about Marie, but James doesn't. As far as he's concerned, we're going to investigate an interesting event that seems to have appeared in our record books that we were unaware of. He thinks we are purely going to do research and that this is not any kind of contract admission. Yes, yes, good start. Gleason, that's not a start. She's only listed the facts. Shut up, I'm warming up. Okay, so to focus on getting this necklace, shortly after we arrive, Michael calls for an update. 
which point Gleason will ask um, Michael to find a necklace for his lady friend. And I do not like where this is going. Michael will give Gleason some tips on love and eventually agree to try. See, I knew you were the right person. Olaf on the spot, if you will. Olaf? Oh, never mind. Here comes Hart and James. What took you two so long? We've got to get going. Had to stop by the cafeteria to grab a quick bite before we go. I'm expecting to not have a decent meal until we get back. Oh, so James wanted to make sure he said goodbye to Autumn. No, 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 I didn't. I, uh, I just wanted to see if she wanted me to pick her up any specialty food from Strasbourg. Really, James? You should have just gone with what Hart said because now your crush is showing that much more. Oh, enough hogwash. We need to go find out what we can about this event and why none of us recall ever hearing about it before. I will be dropping you just on the outskirts of town into an abandoned farmhouse. It should be about a 10 minute walk to the town center. Oh, that'll be great. We spent almost half a day in the Baghdad sun before we got into the city. How are you able to drop in so close to town? Oh, um, well, the librarian was able to locate what we believe to be extremely accurate and detailed landholding records from the time. It doesn't happen too often, but when it does, it certainly can get the mission moving along much faster. Great news, Gleason. However, I, I do have to ask, this is going to be my fourth time making a jump? Should I still be expecting to, you know? I think you should be okay. Last time you really only threw up once and we're good to go after that. <laughs> wow, I only threw up the first two times I jumped. Well, la di da for you. I'll make sure if I need to, to make good use of that ridiculous hat you're wearing. Hey, I kind of like this hat. Even thinking about asking Philippe if I could keep it after the mission. All right, team. The machine is ready for you to go. Good luck, and do try to give us regular status updates. Sail and good Odensger, Chief. I hope you are finding favor in your mission. We have a few developments that require your attention. First, we have a new employee. Her name is Autumn. She will be providing our staff with meals twice a day. Her culinary expertise is impressive considering her lack of experience. It may also interest you to learn that she is in possession of a bracelet with the Noble Charm. Unfortunately, I have yet to ascertain which house she is from. She is an orphan, and her family crest has faded. I offered to have it rejuvenated, but she refuses to allow anyone near it. Yes. I already have Shadow 3 working on it. Autumn's true identity may prove 
beneficial to the Norn. Speaking of the Shadow Squad, they recovered some important evidence from the recent Norway mission. One of your agents discharged a firearm in their attempt to escape capture. I understand. The investigation is almost complete. And I regret to inform you that Shadow One fell during this assignment. His family has been compensated, and there are no remains to recover. I should also inform you that Mr. Gleason somehow engineered a device that can locate the Eye of Norn within a 50 meter radius, regardless of when it exists. Negative. Upon the Shadow's arrival, it had already been moved. Unfortunately, Mr. Gleason informed me that his experiments have caused serious issues in 1518 CE, around modern-day France, Strasbourg to be exact. A team has been sent to see if they can correct the issue though it will be at a great financial cost. Of course, that does not excuse Mr. Gleason's involvement. He must be held accountable for his negligence. I understand. I will leave this to you upon your return. I have nothing further to report. And may your winds stay steady. Well, here we are. I mean, this is amazing. Look at those buildings. I didn't realize they'd all be yellow. And, uh... Oh. I didn't realize that people took to just dancing in the streets in this time period. You're right, Hart. It's a little bit weird, but it does make me want to bust out some of my sweet dance moves. Careful, James. Don't want to make Autumn jealous now, do you? Listen, this is a serious situation we have here. We do not have time to be gawking at the dancing stars over there. Yeah, come on, James. How dare we try to enjoy ourselves? Come on, Michael. We're just trying to make the best of the situation, you know? Yeah, I get it. There's a time and a place. I'm going to call HQ. Uh, hello? Gleason, put me on with the librarian quickly. We found ourselves in a bit of a pickle when we need some help. I'm afraid not. The people in Strasbourg seem to have gone mad. They're more like zombies than we had originally thought. <laughs> At least they're only dancing ones and not the brain-eating ones. Do you have any idea what could be causing this epidemic? Oh my. The intern and I have been... We'll do some digging on this right away. In the meantime, I recommend you all just stay calm and... As they say, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Got it. Oh, hey, Michael. Oh, one more thing before 
Yes, Gleason, what is it? Gleason, you're a great guy with a big heart and tons of love to give. I'd like to offer you some advice. If you give her a present to win her heart, then you'll always be trying to win it. Trust me, I had to learn this the hard way. Wow, Michael, that was so moving. Oh, thanks for everything with this uh, situation. You're welcome. Bye, Gleason. What did the librarian say? Yeah, and what were you talking to Gleason about? She said she'd do some research and would inform us when she was done. But for now, we should just relax and enjoy some good old-fashioned dancing. And Gleason? Oh, he was asking me for some advice on if I could grab a gift for his lady friend while we're here. Ooh la la. Since when do you care about Gleason and his happiness? Oh, come on, you two. I'm very fond of Gleason. He's a good guy who, I believe, genuinely has the best intentions. And? And I just don't want to see him get his heart broken. So what did you ultimately tell him? I told him that if we were able to get something without too much difficulty, we'll try. He did mention something about a necklace. When do you think they'll get back to us, Michael? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I hope it's soon. This thing is like a plague and an epidemic of some kind, and we can't be so naive as to think we can't catch it just because we're from the future. Michael's right. We can be curious, but cautious. Dean, I would like to meet with the burgers, maybe pick their brains, and figure out what in Loki is going on here. Yeah, sure. That sounds reasonable enough. What do you think, Daphne? Heart, that sounds like a lot of fun. Are we going now, or...? I was actually thinking of taking James with me. This situation calls for more finesse. Huh? I don't think anyone has ever used me and finesse in the same sentence before. Wow, are you dense. This was more of a joke at Daphne's expense. Whatever. You two have fun and tell us everything you find out. Hard to keep an eye on those around us when they're not anywhere near us. Which one of them would you guess is going to be in charge? My money is on heart. You have an incoming call from Jason Erickson. What? Why does that name sound so familiar? Oh. Sylvia, um, please, take a message. Murphy, this is Jason Erickson. And Jason's father, Brandon. You've been ducking us for months now. Yeah, you still owe us for screwing up the retrieval of our set stocker. Calm down, young fool. It's your fault these idiots were hired in the first place. I'm sorry, Dad. Luckily, we now know where your new place of operations is, and we'll be flying into town soon. What? No! We'll be seeing you. I really am starting to feel like I'm making an impact here. 
Plus, exploring the customs of ancient people while literally being in the past, nothing beats it. It sure is nothing like the courses I'm currently taking at Lothbrook, I can tell you that. Lothbrook? Are you working towards adding some more letters at the end of your name? Well, yeah. What part of intern don't you get? Right. Sorry. No, I should apologize for getting snappy. It's just... <sighs> Being an intern is tough sometimes. I mean, this job has been an adventure for sure. I wouldn't trade any of it, even if my life depended on it. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Yeah, I suppose it is. But I mean every word. The experiences I've had as an intern have taught me so many things. How to avoid being eaten by a crocodile in the Nile. How to steal ancient apples. And most of all, how to pick out the perfect bottle of wine. Uh-oh. I sense a butt coming on. I want to do something meaningful for Murphy's Inc., you know? Something that has an actual impact on the work we do. I've never been one for complaining, but after being in 1500 Straussburg with the jitterbug flu going around, I realized I want to be more than, more than Daphne's personal shopper. The time spent in Baghdad has shown me that I am more than that. Oh, I didn't know. I can talk to Daphne, I'm sure she'll- No. I mean, uh, you don't have to do that. Let's just meet with the burgers and get some answers, yeah? Yeah, sure. Despite the uncontrollable dancing, all the people we've come across here seem to be super nice. I think maybe the most accepting civilization we've encountered to this point. Oh yes, they're pleasant indeed. Usually we have people questioning us left and right because some of us look different or have weird accents. So, before you were saying that you thought all this could have been caused by Gleason's experiment? Do you think it could be a curse? Maybe it was something they ate? They don't exactly have food standards or water filters in this time period, you know? <laughs> All jokes aside, Daphne, there's something uh, strange about the way they're dancing. But I don't think they're cursed. I, I don't even think they're diseased. It's 1518 when there are no modern conveniences or modern technology and there was political, religious, and economic turmoil. Do you think perhaps it's physiological, like stress-induced? Could this be the first recorded case of FOMO? What in the blue hell is FOMO? You know, the fear of missing out? Maybe after Gleason's accident, Marie started dancing and other people wanted to get in on the action. Hey, what is that? Is that music? See, there it is again. We're not near the cathedral, so it can't be a wedding. Well, whatever it is, music being played was not too common. Let's go check it out. Well, 
What do you think? It certainly is flavorful. Yes, but it's not really the flavor I would like on my salmon. Yeah, I mean, it's, let's say, exotic tasting. No, no, it's fine. I get it. Romanesco sprinkled with a light dusting of guano, then finally chopped into a crusting on the salmon is quite the experiment. I'd say a failed one at that. Philippe! Stop it! What is guano anyways? I feel like I've heard it in a movie or TV show. Well, the long and the short of it, uh, it's bat dung. What? Give me my glass of water back, Philippe. No, I need it. I already finished mine. Autumn, you really need to warn people before they start eating. I'm so sorry, guys. I tried some myself before I brought it out to you and thought it was quite delicious. Besides, you can't even really taste the guano. It's not about tasting it. It's about knowing that I'm probably eating uh, bat crap right now. Come on, before I told you what it was, you were eating it with no problem. Well, that's enough excitement for me. I'm going to work with the librarian. I'll see you two later. Oh, that does sound boring. Autumn, please bring me something sweet and fattening. I need to get this taste out of my mouth. Chocolate-covered beetles coming right up. What? My fellow councilmen and townsfolk, our present predicament is one of great tribulation. Therefore, we must be agile and definite in our treatment of this folly of dance. Here, here, here. Who is this speaking? Sebastian Brandt, a syndic and a humanist who authored the satire Ship of Fools, which was published in 1494. A sin what? He's basically the leader of the burgers. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, being he's a humanist and all, how bad could this treatment of his be? Don't get too excited. He was a humanist, yes, but he also used his position to petition Emperor Maximilian I to drive the Ottomans out of the Strasbourg region in the 1490s. And he supported German nationalism. So we're in the midst of a Hitler before there was a Hitler. Hmm, no big deal. We've dealt with worse. I wouldn't go that far, but given Brand's history, I have a feeling his supposed treatment will not be beneficial, much less a cure. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. You there in the middle of that row. Yes, you, who have dared to bring a woman to this assembly. What is so dire that you insist upon interrupting me whilst I am speaking? Pardon me, your grace, for interrupting you. I just wanted to know what your treatment will consist of. I see. Upon inspection of this folly of dance, 
I propose there'll be more dancing. Those who have caught this sensation must dance until there is not one drop of dance left in their bodies. Here, here, here. More dancing? Is he out of his mind? Are you so sure more dancing is the proper remedy, Your Grace? Hey, what are you doing? Be quiet, Hart. I beg your pardon, madam. I don't recall asking your opinion on this matter. If you increase the dancing, these people will die of exhaustion. You are not providing them with a cure. You're warranting them a death sentence. Hold your tongue or else I will have it cut off, wench. Having one female plunge us into this chaos was enough. May God strike me down if I allow another to do the same. It appears that our guests are outlanders that are not privy to Strasbourg's current unfortunate state of affairs. So I think it is only fair that I enlighten them to our plight. You see, madam, our people have already been dying because of this. Our chief physician recorded upwards of over a hundred to date. Don't you see? They're going to die regardless. So having them dance more can only help stabilize this dire situation. Therefore, councilmen, fellow townsmen, madam, moments before I stepped in front of you today, I issued a decree for there to be pipers and drummers at every public square, meeting house, guild hall, and church to assist our sick citizens until this is over with. We have to get out of here now. Preferably before our heads end up on a spike. Yours for speaking out of turn, and mine for bringing you here with me. We need to let the others know what's going on. Follow them. I do not recognize them, and I suspect they are up to something. If you observe anything that seems out of sorts, then capture them and bring them to me. Yes, Your Grace. I think we're being followed. Quick, let's duck down this alley. <sighs> that was a close one. You got that right. Brant may have written the ship of fools, but right now, I think he's the fool. If he thinks If you want to learn the truth and avoid the stake, you best come with me. I think I might have found something. What is it? What did you find? I was doing some preliminary research and, well, just read this. Oh, goodness me. Michael isn't going to like this very much. For crying out loud, Gleason, where have you been? You've been gone for over an hour, and we need you here, monitoring the earpieces in the event the team encounters trouble. Audrey, oh, I'm sorry. I just went for a quick bite to eat. Did you know there's a new delicatessen? <sighs> Thank you for informing us, Gleason. That's just what this world needs more of. Gluten, fattening meats, and olives. Oh. 
I didn't know you were vegetarian. Please, just get back to work, Gleason. Wait, you get to leave the base to go eat? I, well, it's, it's the first time I've left the base since we moved in here. I just needed a moment with my thoughts is all. Do you know what I had to eat in the cafeteria today? And here you are bragging about going out. Not now, intern. We need to get through this mission, and then we can discuss you all getting to go out for a, a nice meal somewhere. Now, back to what we were discussing. Good work, Stephanie. I'm going to contact Michael and fill him in. We're still on the clock and have a mission to be accomplished. Hey, Gleason. That sandwich sure looks good. How's it taste? Oh, you want a bite? I got pastrami on a whole wheat berry with aioli. What are they doing? It appears as though they're constructing a stage of some sort. A stage? You don't think There's that... only one way to find out. Excuse me, sir. May I ask what you're building this stage for? Your talk is strange. You mustn't be here, foreigner. Get out of here now, whilst you still have the chance. My name is Michael, and I am a foreigner. But I heard of what's happening in Strasbourg, and my wife and I are theologians, you might say. We came here to help. I am Bruno, from the family Müller. And I was born in Germany, but bred here in Strasbourg. I'm a farmer, but I've volunteered to build stages like this one to stop the dancing. The burglar has ordered more dancing. So more dancing there shall be. More dancing? That's barbaric. I'm sorry. Uh, nothing. So stages are being erected all over the city, complete with musicians, to encourage more dancing. Is that not what I told you? Herr Michael, I don't know who you are or where you come from, but you must understand the danger we are all in. My mother, brother, and sister fell ill to it, and my father died from, well, let's say trying to get them all to stop dancing. And now my wife, my beautiful Lena, has caught it. I pray to the Holy Father above that my boy isn't next. Michael, Michael, get up here and dance with me. Daphne? Daphne, what in the hell are you doing? Get down from there this instant. <sighs> Fools. Don't be a party pooper. Get up here and dance in the dark with me. How about I be Olivia Newton-John and you'll be John Travolta? we get home, remind me to tell the interns to hold off on bringing you any more wine from their trips, okay? Everything all right? Why did you stop dancing? Michael? Michael, look. They all started dancing. Oh no, oh no. They're not the only ones. Looks like we have guests. Like they're being summoned and they're all approaching the stage. We need to leave, Steph. Yep, way ahead of you. Michael, where are you? Over here, with the dancers. Yes, I can see that. 
My apologies, madam. I didn't see you there. What are you doing? Stop that. No, I'm... I don't want to dance with you, madam. Hey! That is my wife. Bruno, I know what this looks like. You must believe me when I tell you. <laughs> don't you ever touch her again. Yes, yes, of course. But Bruno, I... <laughs> That's it. I've tried to be cordial and explain that I bumped into your wife by accident. I see you want to play dirty. I tricked both of us, put us in restraints, and threw us in the back of his wagon. Where do you think he's taking us? I don't know, but we must stick together no matter what. Got it? Yeah, for sure. Do you have an exit strategy? Well, between us being bound and taken against our will and all, I didn't have the time to actually come up with one. Right. Look. Let's just do what he says and play it by ear. You're right. What truth do you think he was talking about? In the barn. Both of you. Move it. I don't know, but something tells me we're about to find out. Michael, do you copy? This is Gleason, we have an update. Do you copy? Over. I repeat, do you copy? He's not answering. There's still static on the wave, so his earpiece should be on. He wouldn't be foolish enough to take out his earpiece on a mission. Scoot over, Gleason, and let me try. Fine, but he's not picking up, I'm telling you. Michael, this is Dolores. Do you copy? What on earth? Michael's earpiece must have fallen during his struggle with Floyd Mayweather over there. This is Daphne, I copy. Daphne? Where's Michael? Are you two okay? We're as good as one can be in these situations, I suppose. Michael's a bit... Wrapped up at the moment. What did you need? As you know, Gleason asked that we research the necklace that Isaac has asked us to obtain, and the intern made a startling discovery. As it turns out, there appear to be very few details about it, but there seem to be more detailed records of the dancing you've observed that I don't recall being there before. It would seem that this plague affected everyone. Toddlers, youth, young adults, and the elderly. Yes, we've gathered that. Anything else? Well, back to the necklace. With it being a religious relic, it might be best to start at the cathedral. Daphne, are you still there? Yes. Yes, I'm still here. Tell Michael right away. Thanks for letting us know. That is what we are here for. 
We will call back when we have more insight. Did you find them? No, Your Grace. We did not. It appears as though they simply vanished upon exiting the hall. Dear heavens! What is the reasoning behind having a security detail if it can't find two out-of-place foreigners? But we did find this beyond the hall's outer doors. A jigger of some sort, and it was speaking. Speaking? Correct, Your Grace. There was a voice, that of a man, then a woman coming out of it. And do you recall what this man and woman were saying? They were trying to get in touch with someone called Michael. Then another woman's voice sounded. She mentioned the dancing, and the first woman spoke of its ending as though she knew the exact date it would all be over. Whoever these people are, I think they know the future, Your Excellency. Mm-hmm. Round up your men. I want every village, cottage, public space, and barn in Strasbourg turned upside down until this Mikael and his followers are found. I knew those two impostors who interrupted my town hall meeting were up to no good, but it is far worse than I could have imagined. Sir? A Waller hunt lies before us. Your species seems to worship many deities and ways of life. We have noticed that you choose not to worship a higher power. Why is that? Most modern organizations preach love, peace, and compassion. Yet in the past, they have shed more blood than anyone can imagine. One of your ancient manuals provides a list of commandments to live by. They were handed down by one of your so-called deities. Why do you and your kind not abide by these rules? Since the day they were written, no one has actually obeyed those rules. Please do explain. We can start with the first rule, where you can't worship any other deity except that one. Other religions say the same thing, so can you tell me who is correct? They all have their preferred location for their afterlives, and strangely, they all have an almost identical underworld. Supposedly, each religion will tell you that they are right and everyone else is wrong. I guess those fighting in the Crusades were exempt from number six, thou shall not murder. Some monarchs have gone as far as to proclaim themselves leaders of their specific religion, the divine right of kings and queens, as they call it. Almost none of the followers of these religions truly keep number four, keep the Sabbath day holy. I could go on, of course. Please remain on topic. What angers me is those that preach to millions about walking on a righteous path, and when the Great Flood destroys your homes, instead of offering salvation, they lock the doors. Are you referring to the one who built the Ark? No, I'm referring to the one in Houston, Texas. Although entertaining, you still have yet to explain why you chose not to follow one of these organizations. With your abilities and the tools at your disposal, 
You could practically make yourself a goddess, or even elevate a supreme being of your liking. It's my freedom of choice. I am no goddess, nor will I entertain the notion. I will not be the one to determine the fate of mankind. And as long as I have what you want, neither will you. This episode was written by Ashley Dean, Tyrus Rayner, and Mark Helton. Directed by James Devereaux Lewis. Produced by Mark Helton, James Devereaux Lewis, and Tara Eon. Audio editing and effects by Joe Bly with Kiana Music. Original music by Louis Palfrey. Original artwork by Lawrence and Diego Iriarte. This episode featured the voice talents of Kirsty Harrison as Murphy, Jenny Helton as Daphne, Shandon Loring as Michael, Mark C. Helton as Gleason, Tyrus Rayner as Isaac, Carrie Hampton as Hart, Quinn Caffarata Jenkins as Philippe, Kaz Chandler as The Librarian, Stephanie Bauman as Intern 1, James Devereaux Lewis as Intern 2, Caitlin Cole as Autumn, with Anita Kelly as Sylvia, Michelle Calhoun as The Interrogator, Remy Savard as Sebastian Brandt, Angel Gabarlock as Xavier Duhart, Frank Riley as Burger Number 1, R. Mike Kelly as Burger Number 2, C.R. Edwards as The Guard, Greg Zemma as Bruno Muller, Joe Bly as Brendan Erickson, Jeff Moore as Jason Erickson, and I'm Connor Howard, your announcer. This series is developed and proudly produced by 97 to Now Productions. For more information about the show, please visit our website. Tune in next time as Murphy's Inc. continues. <laughs>